welcome to Issaquah Buzz, where we talk about all things business in Issaquah, from retail gossip to new restaurants. My name is Autumn Monahan. I work for the City of Issaquah's communications team, and I'm here with Jen Davis-Hayes, one of my favorite coworkers, who works in economic development, supports local businesses, and one of my favorite people to gossip local businesses with. Uh, before we turn to what we typically start with, which is business gossip, uh, make sure to stay tuned to uh, the end of our podcast, where you hear from some uh, farmer's market vendors um, to celebrate Farmer's Market Week, which is coming up. So, um, hi, Jen. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you today, Autumn? Doing good on a sunny day. Um, I know. Happy summer. <laughs> yes, finally. And I think yeah. that kind of starts us off with our gossip of we found out that Fortunato Chocolate over in the Commons is doing soft serve ice cream. And I, for our I vegan friends, that. they even have vegan soft serve. Yes, so, I saw the signage recently near because they're they have two locations, one yes. near Top Hot and yes. then one oh, over true. by REI. Mm -hmm. I happened to be at the Top Hot location getting Taylor Swift themed donuts last week. Oh, and goodness. that, you know, reached my limits. So couldn't get the soft serve yet, but I saw their <laughs> signs and was intrigued, especially by the vegan option. Uh, yeah. But I bet it's delicious. I hope there's yeah. a chocolate version. Everything they do is is good. So check yeah. it out and cool yeah. down in a different way. So and it helps yeah. support a local business, which is great. Yeah, they have a really awesome story, which we featured before, but um, yes. is really fun to dive into if you haven't heard that yet. Yes. Um, the next one on the list, I was excited to see. This is one of my just favorite restaurants in Issaquah, oh, nice. uh, Nanan Curry, which has been written up in all sorts of food blogs and restaurant reviews. I know they've been featured in the Seattle Times. Mm -hmm. um, oh my gosh, the most delicious food. Yeah. But I know that they um, were only doing pickup or deliveries, especially during mm -hmm. COVID, mm -hmm. uh, but it sounds like they're now offering dine-in services again. Uh, I was there last week and they actually remodeled. So I walked in oh. and I was like, wait a minute, where am I? It looks really nice. And so cool. if you remember, you kind of went to the counter and then ordered. Yep. Now you're sitting down. So it's all uh, sit down and be served. And it's just really nice environment. So and the food's just as good. So check it out. Yes, the biryani is really good there. I, I could talk. I could probably do a whole podcast on that. <laughs> well, that's really good. Yeah, I, I you know, um, I was I was I worked with the owners when they uh, opened the second location, and they really really loved uh, coming to Issaquah, and they're really excited to be here. And I always order the same thing though, chicken tiki masala, because it's so good. But I need to expand my horizons next time yeah. I'm there. Let's go together and get a couple different dishes just to Good. expand your horizons on there you go. <laughs> the non-curry menu. Yes, I um, will eat lots. <laughs> uh, so there's a couple closures, too, mm -hmm. that um, that are worth uh, noting. One is the boarding house, and that's that was in Gillen Village, right? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. And it, for, here forever. It, it was a very long time, yes. Yeah. And unfortunately, the two owners um, had to, has chosen to close the business. Um, for personal reasons. And so I know that's something that a, a lot of people who've gone there over the years and continue to count on going there are yeah. really, really upset. But um, we hope the best for those owners in their yeah. next endeavor. And I'm sure that the owners of Gilman Village are going to find a great replacement because they are really good at finding uh, unique uh, businesses and, and restaurants to to make uh, that place special. So yeah, fingers crossed. I know. Go. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then the other was Wells Fargo in the Highlands also closed. So yeah, any, oh, go ahead. 
No, sorry. Uh, that's a little bit more of a, a broader, you know, not not because of anything in the Highlands, but a, yeah. you know, a Wells Fargo as a corporate, you know, they've talked about closing that location for a while. And so I think this is just of uh, the banking industry and figuring out, we don't, I don't know, when's the last time you've been into a, a bank location chart, you know, branch? Yeah. I, you yeah. know, I went in once just recently to go get some cash for a garage sale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and just to yeah, to get some like different dollar bills, you know, yeah, for yeah, uh, yeah. teaching my kids about what it's like to do a garage sale. But the the teller too right. was like, "Why are all these people coming in today uh, to get cash?" <laughs> Come to find out, it was you know it was neighborhood wide. But yeah, uh, very rarely do I go into a bank. Yeah, everything's yeah. online. Yeah, 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 makes sense. Well, Wells Fargo will still be open on Gilman, so they're not leaving our community. So, um, yeah. yeah, if you're a Wells Fargo customer, don't don't despair. So, great. Um, yeah. Okay, this next one I I had not heard of, but then saw a ribbon cutting, some photos yeah. with the mayor and others. Yeah. Felix and Fido. Yes, so they're a vet clinic over by PCC, okay. and so um, they they um, are a really unique uh aspect they they talked about eventually doing some mobile services um oh. but yeah it's just a really fun welcoming uh clinic that uh they have d dove into the community and really um i have really wanted to be more involved and think about how to make our you know our animals and ourselves feel really comfortable there so we're excited to have them join our community and uh you know this the, the Unfortunate thing is there's a lot of construction right now at that yeah. location. So at that intersection, which is going to be amazing when it's done, but of course, construction requires a little bit of dust. So we're uh, the city's improving that intersection to add an additional turn lane. So when you come out of that area, you're going to have the ability to um, have uh, to 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 make not be as backed up in that area. So. Yeah. All of those business back there, PCC, Happy Lemon Bubble Tea, Michaels, Lowe's, Olympic Hot Tub, T-Mobile, all along 12th Avenue are open. Please don't forget that. Um, there is an easier way to get to them on, on 11th um, Avenue, but yep. uh, and so you can go that way if you want to avoid the one lane, uh, one way closure. But uh, please, you know, don't avoid going to those businesses during the construction time because it is really important to to you know keep them going so uh, and a plug for jenny fa so um we oh, yeah. uh we are hosting someone here at the city um from elsewhere uh in the country and uh he said you know i i came in on a sunday night and i was just hungry and so i just happened upon jenny fa and best fa of my life just hands down <laughs> and i'm you know i'm standing up with pride of like welcome to issaquah so that's right uh, another plug for that too and yes, yes. it's it is going to be there's there's some um, challenges right now with access, but in the end, I think it's oh. just going to be so wonderful to have some more capacity on that road because it's mm -hmm. always backed up it is. Um, and oftentimes hard to turn into Happy Lemon or yeah. into that area. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's been one of the projects on the city's list for years yes. and one of the projects that was. Um, mm -hmm. that had some support and funding from Costco. So as yes. Costco has redeveloped uh, its location and its headquarters, um, there has also been some traffic impact fees that were paid to the city, which helped us build that roundabout on the other side of Costco. Yes. But this is part of the enhancement and work that uh, Costco helped paid for to mm -hmm. support some of that growth. And so just important to, to note that as well. Yeah. Um, all right. So one thing that you and I chatted about a bit earlier was 
And, you know, we, we're, we're celebrating Nan and Curry also has in-person dining now. A lot mm-hmm. of things are feeling a bit more normal, right? As people are dining indoors and, um, yeah. you know, enjoying being in crowds. Um, but, you know, we've all, I've also noticed too, there's times I've come to restaurants or gone to retail shops and the mm-hmm. hours have changed. Yeah. Um, and just a reminder to stay patient with our local businesses who may have some challenges uh, just around staffing. No doubt. And I think, you know, we remember that during, you know, COVID and after, right after when it reopened, we kind of had that, you know, in our minds, but, you know, you feel like, oh, it's been two years. They are still struggling sometimes. And and so some businesses have had to close, you know, that day because staffing didn't show up or, and then, you know, things happen. People get sick. Right. Uh, there's emergencies. So, um, yeah, just remember next time you're sitting there to have that little bit, you know, take a deep breath. And yeah. and the people who are there are usually working, you know, double time to try to get yeah. uh, give everybody good service. And so just kind of remember that. And please, uh, you know, if you go to your favorite business and they're not open the day you went, please try again, because, yeah. um, you know, again, they they want to be there. And uh, that's the only way to kind of get over this bubble is to continue to to be loyal to our uh, local businesses so yeah um all right and last on our list around gossip is uh, a project that both of our teams uh, worked on together which was fun i i do love my job because the just the randomness sometimes of projects <laughs> yeah it's so cool um so uh, you know we worked together to design um some patios oh yeah show it off <laughs> some cafe boundary signs so what are these used for jen I know. Look at this. It's like, you know, it may not look all that fancy, but this is great. <laughs> so, um, so and you may have noticed some of these, these are, they're a little different than what, um, uh, big picture is using, but they gave us the idea to really kind of dive into this. So, um, the, if you have outdoor dining and you're serving alcohol, you have to have, um, you know, basically a little fence or roping around your area. And um, with our, you know, sidewalks and people walking through, sometimes it feels like a barrier. Even though there's enough room, it just feels like there's not enough room. Yeah. So the Liquor Control Board uh, during COVID, you know, uh, really, you know, uh, allowed us to try some new things. And one of them is to have these markers on the ground. So that means basically if you're sitting within that uh, outdoor cafe area, you know, you can't take your drink across that, in, you know, fence, but now it's not a fence. So I think it just makes it a nicer view um, and also access for people who are walking and seeing our our downtown and other other sidewalk districts. And um, we, the city, want to support this. So we have purchased the the, uh, lovely Cafe Boundaries uh, designed by Autumn and her team. Um, And we'll provide them to anybody who has a sidewalk cafe uh, permit if they'd like to use that instead of uh, the bound you know, the fencing, roping, yeah. that kind of thing. So I think it'll really make a difference um, for those who want to try that out. So excited to to try, to try something new and uh, we hope it, it's successful and people really understand that that still means you can't go on the other side of the line, but it feels yeah. like it's part of the part of the whole vibrancy of the downtown and other sidewalk areas. Well, and I, I have noticed there's way more patio seating available at local restaurants in the yeah. past couple of years, uh, especially in the summertime. It's just wonderful. So I, I'm excited to see how this program can even expand it more. So, yeah, yeah thank you. Definitely. Yes. All right. So uh, moving on to the topic of today's podcast, uh, which is business giving. And we often think about this topic, you know, end of year and 
Um, we wanted to take some time this summer to really acknowledge that some businesses in our community are supporting year-round in many different ways, um, just kind of are the fabric of our community. Um, and the need is also year-round, um, not just during the holidays. And our nonprofits um, would always love our support. So we wanted to celebrate some of those businesses that um, take the next step in our community. Um, so first up, nothing but cakes. So the only perk I know about nothing but cakes is a free bundt cake on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is enough of giving. That's just amazing. <laughs> I did not know that. And I missed it. Darn it. This oh. year. All right. Next year. Next year. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is kind of what gave me the idea of, you know, let's really think about all the ways that we probably don't even know uh, that our businesses really do help support our community. And so our human services program mentioned how they have been really supportive of, of providing donations to their program for their different various aspects. So they have, you know, helping unhoused and helping the homeless. They have, you know, um, every kind of human service uh, service that that's uh, out there. And so, uh, it, again, it made me really think about the unseen things. And so we're trying to uncover some of those things and we know we don't have it all. So definitely would love to hear other ideas and other um, uh, aspects that our businesses do support the community. But uh, I know that when I first met the owner of Walls of Books, she talked yeah. about how she likes to give back uh, to the community. She donates books all the time to PTAs because she was very involved in PTAs in school. And so again, I think cool. there's a lot of, um, you know, people are, are, are choose, how and who they give to and i think we just want to celebrate that part yeah so another one is um small threads so that's a, a local consignment uh store mm -hmm. that um, is focused on children's clothing and toys and all things kids right i think even strollers and stuff um, but they also donate clothing that doesn't sell is that the yes. case yeah, That's so, um, you know, sometimes they'll get clothing that is uh, out of size or, again, just doesn't sell. And so yeah. you can imagine, if you've ever been in there, there's a lot. So yeah. they are they are constantly providing that opportunity for uh, families or community to um, really, uh, you know, get access to high quality clothes at no no cost. So wow. um, it's, it's, again, a really nice thing they do that, um, you know, they mention it, but they're not like, talking about it all the time and, and showing off kind of thing. And I think this next one, again, that I discovered through our human services team is another one that didn't, wouldn't know it, it happens. But um, at Target, I understand that if they happen to see somebody who comes in that looks unhoused and kind of maybe in need of some help, they actually hand them a backpack that has toiletries, some food, some, um, you know, water, some things to kind of help them out. And, you know, uh, hoping to, that, you know, two things that they, you know, are give, showing some care to people who need it, need some yeah. help, but also um, not putting people in a, in a predicament where I need to steal bottled water, or I need to, you know, toothbrush. Um, right. And so, uh, you know, that I think that's something that just really shows that they care. And they're not out there saying, look at us, we're doing all these amazing things. But they, you know, the corporation itself does a lot of, um, you know, giving and education, et cetera. But to see that level of, um, of giving at, at yeah. you know, individual level is just really, I think, important to kind of think about. 
That's great. Yeah. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of larger companies in town, too, that um, support nonprofits or human services agencies um, or, you know, do matching programs with their employees. Um, you know, one to highlight, I think, is Sanmar. They're consistently in the news. Uh, again, not always touting what they do, but are being recognized for their support um, in the community locally and, uh, you know, throughout the country. So that's that's a big one. Um, and then what else do we have on our list? So Umqua. Umqua. Bank, yeah. So they yes. have a bank foundation that gives grants, again, you know, didn't know, gives banks, uh, gives grants to nonprofits. And so they, they uh, recently announced that they gave grants to 78 nonprofits. And so not all of them are here in Issaquah, of course, yeah. but that supporting that network, because again, not all of the services that um, the nonprofits provide are going to be headquartered in Issaquah, but we benefit, our residents benefit from that. So I know that, you know, banks um, and other, and credit unions often do things uh, helping individuals with financial literacy. I know the Harborstone Credit Union does a lot of that, helping small businesses with small business planning. So things that um, are not, you know, aren't charged for, but help that that individual get to the next place. So, you know, even if it's not about a nonprofit or human service service, um, there's other ways that our, our businesses are helping our community. Um, yeah. And I think this next one, uh, I have to I have to look at my notes because I have to get the, the letters correct. But if anybody's been to the downtown Issaquah Plaza, APQS Northwest. You know what that is? Have you been there? No. <laughs> yes. So um, they moved from Cascade Business Park and now they're in a much more visible spot. And so okay. I kind of feel like they're new, but they're not. And they have long arm quilt machines. They, I think they have like five of them. Don't quote me that, that that's uh, incorrect. But you can go in there and you can rent time. You can help. You can also pay them to to help with your quilt. And it's amazing. Um, I don't quilt. But just seeing that makes me get inspired to go to kind of try something. So they also have some materials you get there, and um, and they're just they've just been so help uh, so friendly and so helpful when I've had some questions about uh, things to go in there. But what I learned is that you can uh, use their machines if you're making a quilt for uh, charity. So you can use yeah. their machines for free. Oh, so cool. that is really nice. So I think, you know, a lot of people you milk, make quilts for, you know, hospitals or, uh, you know, domestic violence shelters or other other places you want to give people comfort. Um, and I think that's just an, an amazing way that they can help contribute um, their skills and talents. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also uh, as you know, we talk about businesses and how they're so uh, integral to our community is is also they're just their um, participation in so many of our nonprofits or other groups that make Issaquah what it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the list is so long, <laughs> but yes. it's, you know, it's, it's the chamber, it's uh, the downtown Issaquah association, it's visit Issaquah, the Issaquah Highlands council. Um, what am I missing? Food bank, um, Issaquah history museums, right? Um, and then even the Economic Vitality Commission, which I know that you staff mm -hmm. uh, on the city side, all of these organizations and groups are supported by business leaders here in town. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so I think um, I love our residents, of course, but I think, you know, one of the things we, we forget about is the individuals in our businesses that give their time after hours as well. Yeah. And so they they have a passion for the topic. Their their business uh, really sees the importance and not just saying I'm from whatever company, but that they are truly integrated and part of the community. And I think that's that's um, what I love most about my job is not just seeing that a business oh, they're providing this great service or product, but that they, uh, how they care about the community and how they want to be involved. And I don't think any business in our community uh, is not like that, right? It's like yeah. you you go and you talk to them about a need and and most of them will be able to step up, step up and, and find a way to offer assistance in any way. And so we just encourage, you know, everybody to thank, you know, thank each other when they, you see that, when you see that happening, but um, also, if you want to get more involved, we have some, you know, lots of ways to get involved in our community. I mean, everything from an event. I mean, we had the School Rock perform at our 4th of July yeah. um, event, which was really nice to see uh, the students perform. And I think I know somebody who has a student. I don't know, were your <laughs> students, were your children part of that performance? No, soon though. Yes, okay. hopefully, yes. But um, yes, my my girls love School of Rock. Yeah, yeah. huge fans yeah. in our family. Yeah, so yeah. I think there's ways like that that you know we're we are always looking for uh, opportunities to showcase our businesses. Um, we um, you know, and we we do a lot again in in the city for volunteering as well within yeah. the city. What do you like? What do you what do you know about that, Autumn? Yeah, and I think uh, it's important to mention, hopefully we've inspired you a bit today when it comes to just participating in our community and how much our businesses do that, but a lot of opportunities also for individuals and whether you're organizing, you know, a lot of people um, work for larger corporations where they do a volunteer day and they're looking for what kind of opportunities are available, or if you're just interested in volunteering yourself, we have a ton of options at the city. Um, So if you just Google City of Issaquah and volunteer, you'll find our page um, but that's anything from working out in open space, being a part of our Green Issaquah program, um, all the way to serving on boards and commissions. We just mentioned the Economic Vitality Commission, but mm-hmm. we have a variety of boards and commissions that span anything from arts to development. Um, th- and so that's another great way to get involved and meet people um, who have the same interests that you do. So uh, make sure to check that out if you're interested in getting more involved. Um, and, you know, if there's ever any questions about what's out there to, um, you know, volunteer and to support our community, you can also email us at ed mm-hmm. at and we can connect you as well. Um, so with that, let's let's pivot now and also celebrate Farmers Market Week, uh, which is coming up here soon. And let's see, it's on August 6th through the 12th. Um, and so to celebrate, we... Um, went out to a recent farmer's market and chatted with several vendors to hear more about their stories and what they're selling. Uh, a quick shout out to Kelly Deanne and our rest of our staff who produce the farmer's market. That's another service that the city provides. Um, so let's hear a bit about their stories uh, and get inspired to make sure to visit the market, which is every Saturday uh, from nine to two at Pickering Barn. <laughs> We are from Sila, Washington. We are a family business. My dad has been a farmer um, all his life. 
But in 2020, he decided to start working for himself, so he opened his business. He works really hard to bring everything fresh for, for our customers. What I love about farmer's markets is that we get the opportunity to come and sell what we produce. And that's what we love, you know, to have uh, all our customers come back every week and buy more and tell us, you know, the good stuff about our produce. I feel like the families and the community could get together every week and come and enjoy their favorite fruits and vegetables and come and have a little family time. Burns Vegan Bakery. This is our second year at the farmer's market. We started last year. We had one fudge flavor, chocolate peanut butter, and now we're up to over 20. The Sequoia Farmer's Market is Washington's leading farmer's market for so many reasons. The market management is on top of things, so organized, so professional. The vendors, there's such diversity and quality products brought to the market. And the market goers, they're so friendly, they love this market so much and it makes it a welcoming and really great place to be. We're here to bake the world a better place for the animals, the environment and humanity and we're so happy to be here. Cascadia Meats is a three-year-old company. We're just starting our third summer here. Uh, we're Seattle-based uh, sausage and charcuterie company, uh, working really hard to source uh, all of our proteins from local family farms and ranches. I love uh, farmers markets and the sense of community that they create. You get to see a, a wide, diverse uh, range of of uh, businesses, whether it's from farmers or ranchers and producers like me or bakeries or fun people that are doing all kinds of fun intricate uh, little uh, crafts and such. Being here at the, uh, the historic Pickering Barn really is a, a strong highlight for me. This is our first summer here at Issaquah and to be in this gorgeous setting at the barn uh, with all these wonderful vendors here really makes for a unique and special environment. So that's a wrap on our latest edition of Issaquah Buzz. Thank you everyone for joining us. If you have a topic or a business that you are curious about uh, or want to let us know about, please send us an email at ed at Thanks again.